This is the Cross Conference cast for August 4th, 2012. In a more timely episode, we discuss the Olympics so far, group play, and quarterfinals, and we discuss the USU 20 roster in detail. For more information, please go to crossconference.com. You can also email us. We're crossconference at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Joan. And I'm Ruth. And this is the Cross Conference cast. We're back. We're back. We are. Um, it's Olympics time. We are a full week into Olympics. Are we not? Oh my goodness. It's been so long since the last Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh, that was like right before we started the podcast. Yeah, it was two years before, I guess. I don't remember. Who remembers <laughs> these things? Anyway, <laughs> Olympics. Uh, well, wait, let, let's let's talk about what we're, we're going to talk about the Olympics. We're going to return to one of our favorite segments, the Be and Hope Solos Bonnet. Um, we're going to talk about the U-20s because that's this year, too. Um, uh, hopefully a little bit better than the last cycle. Um, yeah, we're hoping. I have thoughts on that. Fingers crossed, <laughs> etc. Um, but yeah, you've been watching the Olympics uh, uh, as much as I can. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard with the uh, with the way NBC does it. Like, mm-hmm. do you get the sport the NBC Sports Network, or do you have to do it online? Um, I do get the network, but I share the house with a million people. Oh, so yeah. I share the TV with a million people. But it's in the middle of the day. They don't have anything to watch. You have more important things to watch. <laughs> um, but Olympics fever has just grasped that the nation is, is seized by it. Um, people know who Gabby Douglas is. For a brief moment, people cared about judo. <laughs> um, I cared. That was exciting to me. Um, so... Yeah, uh, Olympics, but the, the tournament has gone gone uh, very interesting. I I like this Olympics. Do you like it? Do you like the the tournament so far? The games, at least the games that have um, been played. Yeah, the ones that I've seen. Um, what was that one? One of the one, early ones I watched. Um, Japan and Sweden, I think. Did they play each other? I don't think so. They didn't. Maybe. <laughs> no, because they were they were in the group with, uh, um, Great Britain and New Zealand. So I, I would have seen them in group play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so that did. was that yeah. was good. I saw like maybe the second half of that, mm-hmm. and that was like a real game. There was there was a lot going on there, and it looked good. So yeah, um, and and the same thing with the the uh, yeah J- Japan. Japan and, and Brazil game, which we'll talk about later. That was, I mean, that was a real game from Japan, at least. Um, Japan looking exciting. Uh, in terms of their discipline and their ability to just let everybody know that they know what's going on <laughs> at all times. <laughs> like, they have a great understanding of why they're there and what they're doing. Um, which you just... you. Uh, is is wonderful, especially when you get to watch it several times in a row. Um, 
but group group play. Okay, or or let's let's uh, let's talk about who advanced out of group. Canada, surprisingly, Canada, Canada, Canada. Um, they did a they who they beat uh, South Africa, Cameroon. Yeah, because I think. The, um, I should have written the groups. It's in the other notes. It's in the other notes. Um, they beat the people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then they had that fantastic rally to tie Sweden to uh, advance uh, second out of out of the group. It was, um, it was uh, wonderful, and they. Uh, it was it was just really really nice. Especially this is this is redemption for them. Um, it's nice to see Christine Sinclair and Melissa Tancredi playing at the same time Shocker. for several minutes from the start of the game. It works really well for them. Um, did you did you watch any of Canada's games? No, and I'm bummed because I really wanted to see, um, especially when. When they made some changes to the starting lineup, I had wanted to see them play. Um, wasn't able to, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, Canada, I mean, even though we are falling to Japan, which is going to happen. It's, Japan looks very strong, very disciplined, and Canada, maybe not the fastest starter in a, in a tournament. But then, you know, coming back beating South Africa, tying Sweden in a fantastic way. How inspiring for them. Very exciting. So they are on to the uh, the, the semifinals. Well, they uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves because they advanced to face Great Britain, who also advanced out of their group um, of uh, New Zealand, uh, Cameroon, and Brazil. Um Great Britain beating Brazil 1-0 in front of, what, 70,000 people? Yeah, but only 1-0. Yeah. And actually, I don't think all 70,000 were there. <laughs> I mean, isn't isn't that isn't that one of the complaints about the Olympics is that there are a lot of empty seats because sponsors got tickets and then just didn't put butts in the seat? Probably. I mean, still, it was very inspiring, like... The, the Great Britain men's team talked about how inspired they were by the by the women. Um, and just, it was great to see that. They're very, very passionate. Of course, they faced uh, Canada, who I was not expecting that amazing Canadian performance against Great Britain. I mean, I don't know why I was so surprised, but... Uh, because it's Canada. Canada bombed out of the World Cup. Didn't look great in their friendlies. Yeah, mm. and then and then Great Britain, you would think, oh, they're, they're, they're home, the country's behind them. But, of course, uh, <laughs> Kelly Smith was injured, did not play, um, and she's a, she's a really big deal. I mean, that would be like uh, Christine Sinclair being injured <laughs> for Canada. You know, yeah. you wouldn't give them a lot of, uh, you know, the hope to, to advance too far. Um, and, as you know, as sad as that is that... You know, an entire team depends on exactly one player. It's just the truth with with both Canada and uh, England, a.k.a. Great Britain. Well, some of what I've heard is that, you know how we complain sometimes that um, that everyone's blaming the coaches for 
for poor performances. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm hearing that that Canada's success, they owe that all to Herdman. He turned the program around. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Like, I mean, I mean, okay, maybe I'm naive, but I feel like, okay, this is kind of still the Canada that we've always sort of seen. They're just executing a lot better in some cases. Sinclair's and also, healthy. Yeah, she Sinclair, wasn't healthy at the World Cup. Yeah, Sinclair is healthy. Um, Melissa Tancredi's healthy. Uh, uh, Diana Matheson is playing out of her skin. She's doing really, really well. Just amazing. Um, uh, Sophie Schmidt is doing okay, not falling down too much. Um, not too much. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think there, there's no, I, I don't see any fundamental differences to like neither the personnel nor the, like a huge amount of the tactics. It's just, I, I think they have a little bit more confidence. They have a little bit more to prove. It was more like, let's live up to these uh, unreasonable expectations people had last year. <laughs> <laughs> and this year it's now, now they want, they have to prove something. Um, they have to prove that last year was a total fluke. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't give Herdman that much credit. I mean, I give him maybe credit for, I, I, I guess I, the, the previous coach, uh, Marache, I don't, fans rated her very highly. Then all of a sudden they were like bloodthirsty at the end, you know, wanted her to go. So I, was she, did she just turn out to be not that different from Evan Pellerud? Who knows? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think you could see that she was making changes and she was pushing for changes. I think, I think Herdman just happened to get the team at the right time. Mm-hmm. And he's and, a happy guy, and he's a pretty face on yeah, the bench. He's 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 a happy, handsome fella. Never hurts, never hurts. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't think Herdman should get credit for Canada doing that well. I think Hope Powell should go from <laughs> England. I think she should have gone uh, last year, if not earlier. I'm. I'm frankly, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would be surprised if she still has this. I mean, I'm sure she, she she's an interesting character, but it's it's been a few years now, and it's just time to try somebody new. Well, I think <laughs> well maybe maybe the reason she carried over um, after those really appalling comments at the World Cup. Um, I mean, maybe because it's supposedly Team Great Britain instead of Team England. So, but there's you know, like two player changes. Do. I know. <laughs> I whatever. Uh, I think this is her last tournament. If it's not, it should be like. Uh, but I don't. I, I mean, Great Britain had that nice win over Brazil, um, but I I don't know. Um, I think she was out of ideas and Kelly Smith is retiring. Um, or that's what it seems to be, but I don't know. Anyway, also in England's group, <laughs> New Zealand, New Zealand advanced out of group. Didn't um, we call this last time? I, well, well I think the, I did. Well, you probably <laughs> I think I was did. right for once. You, you probably did because I 
picked. Oh well, no, because three teams advanced out of a group, so I didn't. I didn't think about that because right. there was like, that's confusing. Yeah, it's not my fault. I would have been right then. But yeah. Great Britain, New Zealand, and Brazil advanced out of group. Um, uh, because we have a weird three group format. Um, but New Zealand, you know, uh, really, I think put in great performances against Brazil and Great Britain. They just fell short. Um, uh, and you know, the Brazil and, and Great Britain had slightly better finishers. Um, and, and, but then they, you know, bounced back against Cameroon, which would have been expected and was expected and, and happened, but, um, it's wonderful, uh, to see them advance out of group. Of course they face the U S and we can talk about that a little bit later, but, so many positive things out of New Zealand. They they looked very dangerous on a lot of occasions. Um, and I, well, I don't. Do you watch some of the New Zealand games? Right? I'm like I'm waiting for yeah. you to chime in. Come on. Uh, well, well, you you keep going, and I no, I feel you, just bad to, you just have to force yourself into this conversation. <laughs> it's been so long since we've recorded. I'm yeah. just not used to it. Come on. Um, Okay, so I guess the I guess the pre Olympic friendlies hadn't happened um, with our last our last podcast. I can't remember, um, but Allie Riley's been nursing this ankle injury for like <laughs> a whole month now, um, and she posted photos of it online today, and her ankle looks atrocious. Like she's she's been. I don't know how she's been playing on it. And she's been playing really great. I mean, this is this is a young New Zealand team that looked good against some some veteran squads and uh and like when you consider that the key components of this New Zealand team are going right to the U20 World Cup. As long as they've got the energy to put in there, like if they can hold against a senior squad, they're going to look really good in the U20 World Cup. So that's, I mean, clearly that was my priority. That's <laughs> your priority. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, looking at these performances, all they really need is a, more, a little bit more experience. Because what I saw was they don't recover from their mistakes very well. And they're, you know, every team is going to make little bit, little defensive mistakes. But New Zealand seems to not recover quite well, as, as right. well as other teams do, because they can... You know. And they've they've got seniority where it really counts. Their keeper is is I think might be the oldest one on the team. Um, and they've got um, Rebecca Smith on the back line. Just like I mean, it, they just they need more maturity among the strikers, and uh, and I think that I think that they'll have that by the next World Cup, mm-hmm. the next Senior World Cup, and it'll be really. And it will be, be awesome. <laughs> even harder for teams to advance out of Oceania. Um, so it might be another... Like, I favor them over, like, Australia now. So, like, pretty much any time. Um, Part in the train. <laughs> sorry. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the New Zealand... Well, wonderful. Um, yes. Brazil... Not so much. 
Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And you, you can totally see that the, the lack of support that they get has just completely worn on them. It's been eight years now since they've been like this crazy team, like kind of the team to beat in a lot of ways. And it, it, it's just like the, I think everybody's tired. That's what it looked like to me. Not, not like physically tired. They, they could run just fine, but emotionally tired and, and, and there was a loss of creativity and organization and it breaks my heart. Shame on the Brazilian football federation for not supporting them. Shame, shame on you. Um, because uh, it just, it, they have talent, but now the talent is his aged and you know, it just, it's just heartbreaking in a way. Um, but they lost to Japan is what Brazil did. (laughs) Um, and Brazil and, and sorry, and Japan, uh, decided to, um, do a little bit of trickery by, uh, going for a goalless draw, um, to, to be second in the group. So they wouldn't have to travel for the quarterfinal, um, when they played South Africa. Um, and they admitted it right away. Um, like right on the pitch. Yeah. Like right there. Like, (laughs) yep. Coach told us not to score. Um, it's not something you would ever see a team like the United States do. It's just not in their nature to do that. I, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's not in their nature to say that that's what they're doing. And it's not necessarily, it's not in their nature to not score. Right. Well, and at the senior level, but like you look at like what it reminds me of is in 2008 when the U-20s, um, I think it was during group play, and they were going up against China, and Tony Chico sat most of the starters. Um, I think only, like, a handful of them played. And and they didn't get a stellar result against China. But what was said then was, you know, we're resting our starters, we're giving experience to people that haven't necessarily gotten much yet, you know, in case they need to play in the knockout stages, blah, blah, blah. Like, you phrase it differently. You spin it. <laughs> well, I would, I think in, in group play like that, I, it makes sense. I mean, because you don't want to get people injured. They weren't playing to tie or lose against China. Um, it, it was just an issue of, I mean, if you had older players, certainly you'd be like, we're resting our starters, that sort of thing. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have that much of a problem with it. Actually, I just. I like. I just know that it's not something that every team would do. I, some people say it's not in the Olympic spirit. Um, but <laughs> but look at other sports. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I think it's totally different in the case of badminton to be like we're playing a we're both playing a really lousy game or whatever. Um, but what that's it's done with and Japan have advanced and they had a per- fantastic performance against Brazil um so disciplined so lovely um and i they will face Fra- uh France yes they will face France in um the semifinal and that game will not be lovely <laughs> no it will be i i think it will be fine 
Um, I think it will be beautiful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, But, yeah. What are um, the other... Okay, I guess now we we move on to the U.S. Um, <laughs> who uh, this is this is the first time ever that the United States has um, won every group, uh, won every game in group play. Um, I think the closest they came was '04 when they they had a tie versus Australia in group play. So didn't quite they they finished first, but didn't didn't win every game. Um, so they that's hobbling around on their walkers. That's yeah. That's <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, and the U S will face, will face Canada, this exciting Canada team that we talked about. Um, the U S and group play the, of course the first, what, 30 minutes of their game against France was a little bit, uh, scary for people. I didn't get to see it actually. Um, because the, the, thing wasn't working online also i forgot that i have nbc sports network um so that won't happen again ideally but Not until the next olympics yeah um but uh do you have you watched any of the u.s games i assume not no and i couldn't get the stream to really work for the new zealand game so well, they haven't given up a goal since going down two goals against France. Um, I guess positive. People keep talking about Hope Solo's shutout streak of however many minutes. Um, whatever. Like, it's just... <laughs> I, like, I don't care about the shutout streak of minutes. Like Statistics don't mind, uh, don't matter in goalkeeping. They don't. So There's no statistics in, goal, <laughs> in goalkeeping. And we'll talk more about what Hope Solo has to say. Um <laughs> But uh, I, they've looked at least solid. They've not looked disastrous, the U.S. Um, uh, Megan Rapinoe had some really great games, of course, my, my chosen player. And I'm so happy. She's really, you know, coming out in this tournament um, <laughs> in, in a couple different ways. Um, but uh, Alex Morgan hasn't hit her scoring stride. A little concerned about that. I think it's going to happen eventually. But maybe not this tournament. <laughs> not this tournament. Yeah. Well, um, it's they, they've they've been a little sloppy with the finishing. Little oh, bit surprise. A little bit sloppy with the finishing. Um, but everybody's defending, which is good to see. They have they've been working very hard on defense. And New, um, New Zealand, you could see it against New Zealand, who's really who's like you know doing their best, and and everybody was was working. Looking quite hard. Um, I don't know that I have all that much to say about the U.S. They're not. They're you know, not exactly lighting everything up. You know, the one nil, two nil. I guess it, it was two nil versus New Zealand with Sydney Larue's uh, very first Olympic goal. She got some minutes and a goal. That'll be great for her confidence. Very exciting. Um, Shannon Box went out early in the France game, so she has not seen any tournament time since. Hamstring um, injury, right? Hamstring injury. Very correct. Um, which I think it, uh, is why the U.S. has defended more as a team now, because they're not relying on one person to do most of the cleanup. Uh, but, yeah. Um, they will face Canada. Um 
I I don't know. I wonder if Canada will get over their their U.S. mental block. I I can see it happening, um, but then again, I can just see some sad Canadian uh, <laughs> Canadian yeah, I think shoulders. I see sad Canadians more likely than really. I mean, this is this is a big stage, and Canada doesn't do all that. They don't do their best work on the big stage. As much as I would love to see them win. And, like, I would, I mean, it, it, this this group of players, like, how, how amazing would that be for them to finally beat the U.S.? And and even more so in, in a knockout stage of a major tournament. Like, oh, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. But I don't see it happening. Because mm-hmm. I don't think John Herdman's magic. Magic. He's <laughs> magic. Yeah, he's he's not exactly magic. They would they would have to change a few things from the fr- from the the last friendly. They would have to make sure that they don't give Megan Rapinoe all that space. Um, I think. Well, their their tying goal really came off of well, kind of a, a Kelly O'Hara mistake, and I haven't seen Kelly O'Hara make that many mistakes. And if the whole team is going to keep defending, then they won't have to pay if she does. So, but. Let uh, let me let me just say Kelly O'Hara has had a great tournament. And she's, it's her birthday. She yeah, it's her bo- happy birthday, Kelly. <laughs> um, I remember when she was a little two thousand six U twenty, and I remember that such an itty bitty. She was a forward. <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason for me to do that. I just wanted to get the bell in. Um, oh yeah. But she's she's had a great tournament. She's been she's been wonderful. I would prefer to see her and Rapino on the same side, but for some reason we keep playing Tobin Heath and we keep playing her on the left. Um, I shouldn't say we because I'm not Brandy Chastain. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not sold on Tobin Heath. That's I've all never I'm been sold on Tobin Heath. Uh, but the the rest of the team have not seen any disasters. Carly Lloyd putting in consistently acceptable performances. <laughs> if not, has she, has she been well player done. of the match yet? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah. there's time will tell. Time will tell. Um, anyway, let's take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back. We're going to talk. Wait, about- we're having a commercial in the middle of our podcast. What? Oh. No. Oh, I forgot. I forgot these these other two parts. But it has been like almost half an hour. Oh my god! So let's take a little bit of break. We'll talk about goal celebrations. Hope Solo. We're going to talk about commercials in the middle of the game. No, um, we're going to complain. Uh, and we'll we'll talk yes. about U twenties later. Who knows what else we could talk about? Everything's up for grabs. Um, but we'll be right back with the cross conference cast. And we're back with the cross conference cast. I am Joan. 
And I'm Ruth. And um, following up, we took that little break. Uh, let's uh, talk about some stuff that's still Olympics adjacent for a little bit. Um, I want to talk about Hope Solo first. Because I want to move this. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm moving stuff around. People, people don't who who don't know how the sausage gets made. Um, we have a Google Doc, and we just run off of an outline that we make. No, no, um, no. We just we record everything, and then some of it you hear on delay, and some of it's in the right order. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and I decided to just switch the order right now because I feel- oh you switch section and order and yeah. There's nothing standard. About anyway, this. because I because quick this, show montage. Because this is an important segment, and I think it deserves to be at the start. Um, the Be and Hope Solace Bonnet. So, I think it was so many people tweeted about this at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good to see. I, I think who was it? Angie and other people. <laughs> like, ag, ag. Oh, good old ag. Hey, Ag. I love Ag. Um, <laughs> and, and apparently people call her that now. Well, um, of course. Before, We're trendsetters. I know, we are. We're kind of in charge of everything. Um, Harv. Yeah. Good old Harv. Everything. Yeah. We're just the boss of it. Um, but I think it was after the uh, United States game against Columbia, if I'm not mistaken, um, Hope Solo, who is playing the game, not watching it, um, went on Twitter to complain about the job that Prandy Chastain was doing. Yeah, not about Columbia. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, not about Columbia punching Abby Wambach in the face. Not about, I don't, there's, don't, anyway. There was other violence. Yeah. Lots of violence. Lots of violent stuff. Did you watch that game? No, but I saw, like, I oh. saw a little tiny clips and um there was a really fun part for i think both of us where megan rapino was sticking up yeah sticking up for (laughs) for kelly o'hara that was yes i did did see that was positive my heart smiled man (laughs) i used to like the u.s team (laughs) you can still like them there it's not i can i can like just pino and o'hara you know yeah Anyway, let's get back to Hope Solo's bonnet. She made a series of tweets about how um, the game has changed since a decade ago and and Brandy Chastain should study up and that Brandy Chastain had called somebody the worst defender or something, which I don't think was actually true. So I don't know what that was in reference to. I think what's happening here is Hope Solo is hearing complaints from friends and family about Brandy Chastain's commentary. Um, and she went on Twitter to complain about it. It's not really her place. And my space is so 2007. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really her place to do that. But it. But it's worked. exactly what everyone else was saying. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It, and actually, I didn't have a problem with the negativity of Brandy Chastain. She was a little bit negative and always. That's not. That's not what I have a problem with. What I have a problem with with Brandy Chastain is she's talking about a game that isn't being played. Uh, like it's it's fine to be negative if if bad things are happening. It's like Look I don't. At us. <laughs> like right. It's it. I 
It's fine. And frankly, for the most part, she's right. And I agree with her 100%. It's just that she's talking about, instead of talking about the game that is being played, she's talking about the game that she wishes was being played or um, should be being played. Like, that's not your job. Talk about the game that is being played. Like, not, yeah, yeah, like, not to go all Donald Rumsfeld, but, you know, you have the game that's <laughs> in front of you, not, not the game that you wish you had or, you know, that you'll have later. It's just, your job is to, you know, comment on the game that is being played, not the way you would have done it. Um, it it's fine to explain, you know, how someone could have avoided a certain mistake or what they did well to avoid certain disaster, um, which I think Kate Margraff is wonderful. Gosh, she's so good. She's so good. Oh, yeah. I just want her to comment on my life <laughs> and just fix things for me. Um, I wonder if she could do the U20 games. But, oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> but the thing that actually resulted from this is, like, a little bit of the media picked up on it. NBC, in their coverage, did not, to their credit, did not make themselves a story for that. Very smart, because Shut what would have happened is that people would have been agreeing with Hope Solo. and they didn't want to they really didn't want to open that up um and but the next game against north korea randy did fine she did great it was so much improved so hope solo actually forced brandy chesting to do her job um and some people were saying that hope solo kind of had a nit to pick because brandy was a little bit uh, judgmental about Hope Solo's failed drug test um, before the Olympics, which I don't think anybody even noticed. Like, it was barely a blip on the radar because it wasn't a performance enhancer. It was a diuretic. Unless unless diuretics enhance your performance. Uh, Do you know well, anything about diuretics? In certain rooms, they might. Like, <laughs> what? Not on the pitch. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, in a certain, <laughs> in a different kind of competition, a diuretic might be useful. I mean, I guess different like different kind of strenuous. I task. guess it could cover up like a possible in- performance enhancer, but it's like it's such a non-issue. Like she had to issue a dumb little, you know, apology. Um, it, and it Brandy, was from months ago. It wasn't even like a recent thing. Yeah, and I don't know why Hope was I. Who knows? Anyway, um, being Hope Solo's bonnet, how gratifying it was! <laughs> like, she, like she got plenty of criticism for for doing it on Twitter, but in the end, being um, in a, vindicated must feel great. I wish I could get away with doing those kinds of things, um, but I can't. Cause I'm, uh, Anyway, because none of us are Hope Solo. Yeah, none of us are Hope Solo. She, she has a biography coming out. I think is it later this month or next month, um, oh. in which her story gets more and more convoluted and twisted. Like I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying like what? <laughs> like it's just getting more and more uh, soap opera-y and crazy. Like wow. Didn't know that about you, Hope Solo. Um, but it sure does explain a lot. It does, kind of. <laughs> um, uh, but the team seems just fine, unified. The se- 
doing goal celebrations together, which we'll talk about later. But um, Hope Hope Solo's bees uh, getting a workout and uh, doing work for us. That's good. For the fans. There was was no WPS this year for them to work on. True. Oh, so smart. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, But there's also other bees. Not that Alex Morgan wears a bonnet. (laughs) Oh, this was like... This was shades of Alex Morgan when she was at Cal. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite Alex Morgans of all time mm-hmm. was was when she when she got on Twitter right after the coach walked out on the team and and just blasted him. And and now we see her. She's she's back and she's sassy and and apparently. The team didn't know about the friendlies that they're playing after the Olympics, so mm-hmm. they find out on Twitter, which yeah. is great. That's just so and classy that, U.S. soccer. Well, I wonder um, how, like, that doesn't seem super out of the ordinary for certain friendlies. If they wanted to keep the team focused or whatever, they would have told them eventually to schedule, you know, for scheduling purposes, but... Yeah, it was a little unusual that they find out not from anybody officially within the organization, but on Twitter. Like, it gets released first. Um, Like, if you don't want the players finding out, don't release it until after the Olympics. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's weird, because I remember talking to Kat Reddick, now White Hill, once... Um, and she told me about a friendly that was happened way before it was scheduled. Like she was like, "Yeah, we're going to play Australia in a little in a few months," and then that didn't, you know, that wasn't released until much later. So it's not like they don't tell the players ever. Um, this was years ago. It wasn't recently. <laughs> Sorry. So um, I remember that conversation. It was yeah, that wonderful. Was fun. That was a fun time. Cat and I are friends. Um, Best hair on the national team. So pretty. She's, she's looking real good on television. Let me see. Let's just say <laughs> HD isn't kind to everybody, but it's doing okay for her. It's doing right. okay for her. Yeah. Um, Go cat. I got to see her in Boston. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you went to you know, the pictures. Cat. Oh, so nice. Yeah. We missed cat. Um, you put here everybody's Twitter, Twitter avatar is Sydney LaRue. I, th- I think this is cute, but every, like... A lot of the the players, after Sydney LaRue's first Olympic goal against New Zealand, she had a very strange facial expression (laughs) of shock and amazement, um, and everybody changed their Twitter avatar to that. Right, and it's not not like with when Krieger tore her ACL, and everyone had a little, like, Twitter avatar banner. It was the whole little ribbon. It's not just a little Sydney LaRue. It's the whole Sydney LaRue. <laughs> for everyone. For for all the national team players. Well, and I, and the fans. I'm seeing the fans have it too. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's funny and positive. Because we should start a prayer group for Sydney LaRue's future goal celebrations. <laughs> because I you know, I we this the team will always be compared to you know the 99ers or you know that that group of of players and you would not have seen a 99er change their avatar to Heather O'Reilly in 2004 after she scored 
the game-winning goal to send them to the Olympic final. You would not have seen that. I don't think so. No. No. I mean, if had Twitter had been around, been on, <laughs> it would have been on like big soccer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it. I don't know. I, I. I. I like this team more because not necessarily each individual player or player or how they're playing, but the chemistry is a lot more fun. Um, in a way, you can you can see it in the goal celebrations when they did the little worm thing, and Hope Solo and Christy Rampone did the worm uh, with them, or like on the other side of the field. You would not have seen that in previous incarnations of this team. Uh, it's, so it seems a little more real. Yeah, it's it's even though like they emphasize how different they are and how. Like they're they're individuals rather than the I will have two feelings, which is you know it's a fun little sentiment, but that's a commercial. That's literally a line that you're selling, and it's not even true. Like yeah. it's, it's like completely false. Uh, it, they were emphasizing that we are individuals, but we're playing together. You know we're we're playing on the same team uh, for the same country. Uh, like nobody's getting left behind. You know, to to fly alone. Uh, it's I don't know. I like it's I, I like this team more. I do. Um, anyway, goal celebrations. I've seen some interesting ones from the U.S. I, I I'm a little on the fence of being like, let's focus on the game more. <laughs> like, don't they're you know, kind of cheesy. They, they are a little bit. I mean, I thought the, the cartwheels were kind of cute. Like, oh, you know, to, nod towards uh, Gabby Douglas. Um, that, that is, it's very nice that they did that. Even though they're not good at cartwheels. Like, <laughs> I can do a better cartwheel. Totally embarrassing. <laughs> I can do better. But their job is not to do cartwheels. Um, Thank God. But... I don't know. Maybe they're getting. Uh, the, the, it doesn't seem to hurt their performances too much that they have celebrations planned. It seemed like they plan it ahead of time, then forget it until someone <laughs> actually scores a goal, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we had this whole entire thing planned." Um, but yeah, I don't. And and the New Zealand coach, this new coach, seemed to be a little uh, cranky about the cartwheel celebration, which is like, get over yourself. It's just a celebration. It's a goal celebration. It's not like they, like, were grabbing their crotches in front of your face or anything. <laughs> I don't know. Um, how do you feel about celebrations? I, like, I, I, I don't mind that they're cheesy. They're doing something, at least. I yeah, like I mean, I mean, that's, I guess that's something that we've kind of asked for. Um, I don't know. Um, they are, they are kind of cheesy. Like, I think they're even cheesier than some of the stuff that, that like, The Flash did. <laughs> and, Or yeah. SC Gold Pride. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember what their name Which, was. <laughs> no, not what their name was. I know who FC Gold Pride are. <sighs> it wasn't that long ago. They're still, you know, they're still present in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... You know, so maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe, maybe they'll improve as, um, as there's more turnover in the team. Um, you know, 
nothing against Rampone's kids, but I have a feeling that they do the choreography. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with celebrations. I mean, as long as they're not super time-consuming, <laughs> whatever. If it's time-wasting, then the ref will card it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he understood what that particular celebration was in reference to. I don't think even the announcers did because Brandy Chastain said it was a nod toward Tisha Venturini, who hasn't been on the team for over, what? These kids probably don't even know who Tisha is. They do. They do, but but it was clearly not. It was like, okay, you guys don't know that, you know, (laughs) what just happened in gymnastics the day earlier. Nobody thinks about that. Anyway. Um... Soccer is very insular. I guess. <laughs> unless unless you're trying to explain the game in terms of football. <laughs> like, they don't acknowledge that there's other stuff going on. Um, but yeah, what, what other complaints we have to let's get, you know, get off the positive train. Um, commercials in the middle of the game, like, consistently, really... Really, NBC? Really? Not, not just quarterly. Like, randomly, interspersed throughout. Yeah, frequently. it's like five minutes. Oh, we're going to commercial without really telling you. And we're back. Um, and when did we miss a goal? We missed the Canadian goal. We missed the opening Canadian goal, I think. <gasps> no! Uh, against, uh, against Great Britain because of commercial, I believe. Janelle's goal? Or was it the second Canadian goal? Anyway... Uh, no, it was the second. It was the second, I think. I can't remember. It was a goal. <laughs> there, was a, there was a goal by a team that we missed because of commercials. I'm having a hard time remembering right now. But, well, because um, you didn't see it. Yeah. Um, and this actually had happened in 2004, that I remember, in the semifinal against Germany uh, with the U.S. We... Uh, the opening get goal from Christine Lilly was missed. Um, but those commercials, I think, happened only once per half. Oh. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, those games were played on a better network. If not MSNBC, uh. then NBC itself. Anyway, doesn't matter. What matters is uh, these commercials are offensive and if, if I know many of our listeners are NBC executives, cut that, cut that out. Just quit it. No uh, commercials. Quit so soccer. much of what's going on with this Olympic coverage. Yeah. Uh, it's okay if you show us athletes that are not from the United States. Somehow it's okay. Uh, and we don't need to see that many commercials. Really? Ever, yes. At all. Just tell in us the, something to buy and we'll buy it. And it on TV. Right. Like, it's ridiculous online how yeah. many commercials you have to watch. <laughs> it is pretty uh, awful. Anyway, speaking of commercials, we're not going to have one, but we're going to take a break. And then we're going to talk about U20s. Woo! Uh, because it's 2012 and it's time for a new cycle. Um, and Ruth gets to talk a little bit more because she's been paying attention. So um, let's take a break, and then we'll be back. Sitting in the 
essence of it all, see it better than before. My autograph resembles the sketches on the wall. To blindly put a bid in and never to withdraw. What it brings is what it brings. It's whatever when it's drawn. Underlings wanting rings. It's like catching a reward. Far as I know, having money never did me wrong. So forgive me for the motive and exposing my exposure. The opener to me was a way of giving me closure. I told them on the one to be the one is to be lonesome. And opening the trunk was their way of turning my tone up. <laughs> Y'all get it potentially when you growed up. Big and we're back with a cross-conference cast. I am Joan. And I'm Ruth, and this is my segment. It is. Uh, <laughs> take it away, because we're, like, we're ready. We have things going on. People are on rosters. Rosters are getting ready to go. Tell me about it. Right. So, this is not a comprehensive list of people that have rosters out. These are just the ones that, these are teams that I'm going to be looking at. And so, I'm like all over it as soon as they get a roster out. So, Norway has a roster out, and I think Norway might have been the first one to put a roster out, uh, closely followed by New Zealand. Um, and I don't really have much to say about either of those rosters yet. Um, the New Zealand one, like, they're, I, I'm not surprised by any of the inclusions. So, that's good. That's awesome. And basically, if you watch them at all during the Olympics, that's like a preview for what you're going to see at the uh, U20 World Cup. Um, the U.S., their roster just came out a couple days ago. Um, and it's... I don't know that I would say that there's a lot of surprises. Um, I think in part because some personnel decisions were out of the coaching staff's hands. Um... For instance, uh, Lindsay Oran, who um, recently decided to forego her uh, UNC scholarship to mm-hmm. play pro, the first time that a female uh, a soccer player has ever done that. From the United um, States. Right, right. Well, the U.S. is really the only place where the college game matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, well, no, Canada only cares sometimes. And that's like a whole other beast. Um, But, yeah, so there's this big to-do about the fact that she went pro sort of at the last minute. And then sort of slipping in under the radar is, oh, she's got a knee injury and needs surgery. (laughs) And, And she missed the last camp for the USU-20s, um, obviously wouldn't be healthy to play um, for the U.S. in the World Cup, uh, which I think really, it could be really good for the U.S. Um, it's going to force, it's going to force other teams to look at the U.S. differently, and it's going to force the U.S. to think differently, because it's not just going to be, you know, rely on Lindsay Oran, who doesn't necessarily always, uh, follow through mm-hmm. <laughs> um and let's see so we're seeing some changes in the forward line and they've brought in bring up my list they've brought in becca Wan from richmond um and everyone thinks she's awesome because she's dual sport um she also plays basketball um who cares <laughs> basketball 
But it's like, you know, did anyone pay attention to the fact that... Tell me when know, it's water polo. <laughs> we had a goalkeeper that was a rug- is a rugby player at the national team level, which I can guarantee you, Becca Wan, probably isn't. No. <laughs> I guess I can't guarantee it. Um, you know, we've had um, Alev Kelter. Uh, she was a U18 uh, a couple of years back. And she plays for the U.S. hockey team, which we'll get back to later. Um, and so so we've got this little change on the front line. Oh, and Kelly Cobb was brought in. But I don't necessarily consider her a replacement because she should have been on the roster all along. She was just recovering from her own injury. Um, and... So that's the front line. And now they've got sort of different options. And it'll be interesting to see if Swanson and April Heinrichs can adjust. Um, I think the team would do okay adjusting if you just kind of left it up to the team. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure that the U.S. coaching staff is capable of that. Um, Another awesome addition that I think is really going to help them offensively is Penn State's Taylor Schramm was brought in for the midfield. And um, Julie Johnston was moved to the back line. So Taylor Schramm's just freaking awesome and is a really unexpected but great addition to the team. Um, they, well, I'll talk about who they dropped um, later. Uh, let's see, the back line. The back line, the biggest change that you'll see is Julie Johnston moving to the back. Um, and and while it was awesome that she could score goals in qualifiers, it's even more awesome having her work out of the back because um, everybody who's in the know knows that having a Bronco, like running your back line, is seriously just going to change the game. And, <laughs> and so I am really looking forward to that. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, you don't really see that many changes in the goalkeeping positions, which is great because consistency with your keepers is kind of crucial. And you don't really notice that until you start messing with it, and then you realize, oh shit. <laughs> um. But speaking of crucial changes, Julie Johnston and I'm also rearranging our notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not physically, obviously. Julie Johnston was named captain. And I'm pretty sure I harped on Molly Pathman being the captain in the, uh, in the qualifiers. Cause I just don't see, I just don't see her captaining making any difference. Um, I don't see the leadership. I don't see the energy. I don't see, um, I don't see the emotion. And they're really going to get that out of Julie Johnston. Um, mm-hmm. How many trains do you have going by your house <laughs> per day? Uh, actually, this isn't that many so far. <laughs> anyway, Julie Johnston captain, though. That, I, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, that's it's just, uh, I was shocked when she was made captain. And I think it's amazing. I think it's a really good move. Um, she's got confidence and and leadership skills and just like it's a totally different energy between her and Pathman like 
I think I think she's a much stronger and more powerful energy for sure. Um, and and especially building that out of the back, like it's I think that could really be the game changer for the U.S. So like even I think it, I think even depending on on how the coaches you know arrange the starting eleven who they start picking as favorites. Like, I think that having Johnston as the captain can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really psyched to see where that goes. And I, I, I like it because there's just something in me that doesn't care for having a captain from the previous cycle. Ugh, yeah. That I think it just doesn't turn out well for the U.S. I didn't didn't want to get into 2010, but like, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, you look at the captains there. I mean, and even if the the team did very well in the in that in that previous in the cycle before, we look at uh, the difference. You know, you know the jump from two thousand two to two thousand four, and then um, two thousand eight to two thousand ten. Like the two thousand two and two thousand eight teams did spectacularly well, uh, and then you know the next cycle, of course, you had captains from holdovers and it's uh i don't agree with it <laughs> right I, don't, I think i don't know I, I think it brings a kind of a very sh- uh, strange energy i don't personally know like it, it couldn't i could be totally off but i i think they the teams will do better if they they you know pick their own captain based on the particular cycle that they're in um so right. yeah right and you look at the options from the carryovers and um You've got don't it. just don't look at the <laughs> yeah yeah let's don't just, even bother it's not there no <laughs> but I mean yeah I think that uh, you like everyone's going to hear me and read me go on a lot about Julie Johnson's impact on the game and it's not just because she's a Bronco it's because like she's an amazing player and she is such an unexpected choice to be captain. It's just, it would be so easy to make a bad decision about who to have captaining this team. And for once, they made a good decision. I mean, whoa, where did that come from? But then again, on the flip side, we've got to talk about the cuts. Um, and the cuts that were made are definitely not the cuts I would have made. Um, but I am not on staff. Um, Olivia Brannon who was part of the qualifying roster um, and who also plays under Swanson at University of Virginia. Um, She was cut, um, well, demoted to being an alternate, um, where she's joined by fellow Virginian uh, Mackenzie Donyak. Uh, And I don't know who else is on the alternate list because U.S. soccer sucks at telling us anything. Mm -hmm. Um. Michaela Capel was cut, and I don't know what to make of that, because when she did appear for the U.S. in qualifiers, she put in a good performance, better than some of the people who were kept. Um, yeah, and you mentioned here that she might have turned them down, which I think is very possible, because Portland only has 19 players on their team right. this year. and they had that transfer... Out. Yeah, it's I. I it would have been her choice though because I know Garrett Smith 
prefers for players to get international experience. That's why he he feels that the Portland is is kind of there to sort of just kind of you know help them to that. But uh, it would. In, you know the the colleges have the option, and she obviously has the option. I think it will be important, but I don't. I don't know. It's going to be a rough year for Portland anyway. It'll be good to have her there for the whole year. Um, but uh, yeah, I am a little bit, a little, a little bit surprised. But I think I think the U.S. can do fine without her. I mean, they have a yeah. lot of they have a lot they have a lot of talent on that roster. Roster, right? I mean, but yeah. when I was looking at that. And especially today, um, I went back and, uh, for those of you that checked the site, you can now look specifically for our 2010 coverage and our 2012 coverage. Um, and I was looking at our 2010 coverage and we made a point of highlighting, um, you know, the presence of pilots on our teams, um, at the U20 level mm-hmm. and, and without Michaela, we have no pilots, and we only have one Bronco. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, on paper, as as the phrase goes, the team looks good and can do fine. I think, I think that no pilots is a bad is a bad sign. But there aren't pilots to take. You can't take any away. <laughs> <laughs> we only have nineteen. Right now, so you can't take any. We're keeping yeah, them and all. If, if it was the player's decision to turn it down, because that's happened a ton in the past. It happened in two thousand eight with Stanford, and it happened in two thousand four with Notre Dame. Um, not for the U.S. Well, no, it did happen for the U.S. because I think Piskowski, uh turned them down. Um, but you know, when a when a player decides that their commitment, that their primary commitment should be to their college team, I totally respect that. Yeah. And and if you're not like going to be 100% guaranteed starting, you know, and several minutes then, you know, I think that can influence your decision as well. Um but yeah. Anyway, Brian Morgan, Morgan Brian. Yeah, she's still there. <laughs> um <laughs> Do you just want to move on to Mexico because I noticed that you've been posting a lot of these pictures. That um, are pretty damn adorable. I would kind of <laughs> want to cut them out and put them on little popsicle sticks and have them interact <laughs> with one another. Oh my gosh. The Mexico girls are awesome to follow on Twitter. Like, clearly they don't need the Youth National Team blog because, well, first of all, that's for the U.S. And second of all, they're all about sharing the photos and telling you about what's going on with the camps and outside of the camps. And there's just so much camaraderie, and it's it's a lot of fun to follow them on the Twitters. <laughs> and they are adorable. They're totally adorable. Um, and I might put together a list. A list of how you can follow them on the Twitters. Um, I think you should do that. I agree. I agree with that decision. <laughs> I mean, they, they did their... Um, their team photos, they did those yesterday, and um, and they posted their roster, which has a surprising lot of college kids from the U.S. on it. Like, I I knew that they had a bunch, but I didn't realize quite how many. 
until I was going through individually. Um, they've got Nebraska, Michigan, Auburn, um, California, Berkeley, Santa Clara, Memphis. Um, oh, come on, there's another one. Well, it's listed as the University of Portland, but it's Portland State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and UC San Diego. So, I mean, they've got, they've got a lot of of those American college kids that people occasionally complain about. They, like, want to keep the player pool pure or something, I guess. Um, which I can kind of, I can understand the complaint, especially when half your roster is apparently from the U.S. now. But these kids are really dedicated to the team. Um, and... And it seems it seems like it's working for Mexico. Um, their Bronco, Sofia Huerta, um, in true Bronco fashion, got injured this past week, um, fractured her elbow, and <laughs> and oh. even though I mean initially it was said that she was going to be out for um, for five weeks. Either she or her doctors have now downgraded it to three weeks. And she's got this bionic-looking contraption on her arm. And um, and she's still going. The Mexican team travels today to South Korea, I think. And um, they'll, have, they'll have a bit of a warm-up before heading to Japan. And they'll be adorable during that warm-up. And you should totally follow them because they're going to be a ton of fun on the pitch and off just to just to keep up with this U20 World Cup mm-hmm. and let's see well these notes are wrong well they're not wrong they're, they're not wrong we just went in a different order <laughs> um, but you have Bronco news I do um, yeah so uh, sometime within the past month, this crazy past month where everyone's focused on the Olympics and I'm like half focused on the Olympics and half focused on college slash U20 stuff, which makes for a really weird looking equation. Um, I got to hear from a few different Broncos, but prim- primarily um, friend of the podcast, Julie Ryder Juarez. Um, landed the PR gig with U.S. Women's Hockey. And that includes, I think, their senior and their youth squad. Um, So, yeah, congratulations to Julie. Um, Just so pumped for that. I mean, she went through the youth system in the U.S., and so she's familiar familiar with the, the... uh, the drawbacks, <laughs> the stuff, um, the stuff, you, it, all the things. The How, what to do right and what not what, to do. What not to do. Mm-hmm. You know what's a highlight and what not to ignore. Like she knows what she's doing. She's been there, and um, and she's totally gonna kick ass at it. So, congratulations um, to her. Yeah, and she's a goalkeeper. I mean, so. We give her extra props because mm-hmm. we like goalkeepers. Great job. <laughs> um, congratulations to you, Julie Ryder Juarez. Um, is that is that all we have? 
I think so, because I think anything else that I have is probably going in the next podcast. Sounds or good, because we're at an hour. We are. So I'll have so to get some stuff. follow the U20s on Cross Conference, because we're going to have a lot to say, and it's all going to be right. Um, and if you're not you're waking not gonna up... You're not going to get it anywhere else. Yeah. Anywhere. You're not going to get it anywhere else. And if you're not going to wake up at and that's 3 not bragging, in the morning... That's just the truth. It is, sadly. <laughs> yeah, we're just not thrilled with that. And that's why we do what we do. Um, and we try to make it easy for you to find the right information. Mm-hmm. Um, the games are going to be on super early. Um, they're all going to be on ESPNU and probably... ESPN 3 or whatever the online thing is called now. Um, so, uh. Ocho. <laughs> yeah. So. Only on the deuce. So, um, if you're not waking up to watch it live, you might be able to catch the archive stuff online if you have access to it. Good. Good stuff. All right. Well, um,. I think that's all we have. So I guess we'll catch up maybe before or after the Olympic final. I don't know. It's only a week away. We may do a special episode. Who knows? But it'll be soon. It'll be sooner than the last time. (laughs) All right. Which is, you guys wouldn't know, isn't? Wasn't that long. (laughs) It wasn't as long as it seems. But um, anyway. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Did you that? steal that off of someone's counter? <laughs> no, it's a, it came in a, a, a game that I bought a while ago that I forgot about. Oh, what was the uh, game? Uh, Pit. It's a card game, uh, roughly involving the stock market, but I, it's supposedly easier. Uh, and my relatives did not want to play it, so uh, I just have this bell now. <laughs> Well, we'll make good use of it. I know.